Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking all about iron. And this is probably the number one nutrient that I get questions about from parents worrying if their little ones are getting enough iron, how they can help their little ones get more iron, what that looks like. And so we're going to unpack that all today. But first, before we do that, I want to take a quick second and read one of your written reviews because it means so much to me. And not only that, but it also helps other moms just like you find my podcast too. So if you find this podcast helpful, I would absolutely love it if you scroll down and give this podcast a written review and rating. Um, Like I said, it helps so much, not only me and keeping me going and it's completely free to you, but also helps other moms find this podcast as well. So today's review comes from Brenna R. Lewis, five stars. She said, a great listen. This podcast has really helped me adjust the expectations of how much I should serve, how much to expect my daughter to eat and what is in my control versus what is not. So informative. Well, thank you, Brenna, so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And I'm so glad this podcast is helping you. All right, now on to all things iron. So as you probably already know, iron needs develop around six months of age. And this is because the baby's stores that they're born with start to degrade. And so we actually need to start boosting them back up of iron starting around six months. And actually between six months and a year, the iron needs are the greatest. Now, that being said, there is research to support that these iron stores depletes rather slowly versus quickly. So a lot of people used to think that it was like six months on the dot, no more iron, we gotta start now. When in reality, it's more like a slow fade and then we need to supplement through food. This is also the time that we're starting our babies on solid foods. And if you're formula feeding, likely your formula is already fortified with iron. If not, you can talk to your pediatrician about that. And of course they do get some iron through breastfeeding as well. Now, that being said, breast milk is not a great source of iron, but in that same vein, it's actually very bioavailable. And what I mean by that is the iron found in breast milk, um, along with animal proteins, is easily accepted by the child or baby. And so we want to think about that when we're providing iron to our little ones. It's not so much the amount of iron, of course, that's important, but really the source that it's coming from. So if your little one is getting primarily plant-based iron, which we'll get into, they will likely need more than a child who's getting primarily um, animal-based iron. So we'll kind of break that down a little bit further, but I just wanted to let you know that although breast milk is quite low in iron, it's actually very bioavailable. So what they are getting, they likely are absorbing. So that's really good news. That being said, I do recommend during your physical with your doctor or your wellness checks to have them check their iron levels. It's quite simple to do, and it really gives us a good picture on if we should be supplementing or not. That being said, regardless of their iron status, it's something to consider when feeding our children. So we're going to break that down about how much they need and where they can find it in this episode. 
All right, so let's start with needs. Now, this chart is readily available, likely through your pediatrician, but also through the National Institute of Health, telling us how much um, the RDA, or recommended dietary allowances, are for iron. So um, between 7 and 12 months, the recommendation is around 11 milligrams per day. Then 1 to 3 years is 7 milligrams, 4 to 8 is 10 milligrams, 9 to 13, 8 milligrams, and then 14 through 18 is 15 milligrams. So it kind of gives you a wide spectrum here. And that's because the growth and development and the uses for iron changes throughout the life cycle. And like I said, there are stores, so our body's actually able to hold on to iron a little bit better than some other vitamins and minerals that we just kind of like pee out, if you will. So um, I think that's really helpful. And then kind of already touched on this, but the difference between like a plant-based iron and a meat based or animal based iron is the difference between what's called heme iron and non-heme iron. So heme iron is found in meats while non-heme iron is found in plants. So when we're thinking about what foods to start our baby on or what foods to puree for them or do baby led weaning or even in their toddler years or at any age, if we are a meat eating family, then meat is going to be an excellent source of iron. Now hear me when I say this because I know this question will come in. It doesn't mean that you can't meet the iron goals for your little ones or for yourself if you are plant-based or vegan. It just means we have to be a little bit more intentional and making sure that we truly are getting those tests done to make sure we're getting enough iron um, so that we know if a supplement is needed or not. All right, so that being said, let's break down some of the foods that are highest on iron. So of course, meat, eggs, seafood, shellfish, those foods are going to be highest. So things like beef, lamb, chicken, pork, uh, shrimp, clams, fish, tuna, all those sorts of things. Even eggs do have iron in there as well. And like I said, this type of iron coming from animals is going to be more bioavailable or more readily absorbed by humans. So if you do eat meat, this is the ideal. That being said, of course, there are a lot of plant-based iron sources, so let's talk about those as well. Things like spinach, sweet potatoes, broccoli, even um, whole wheat breads or enriched pastas or cereals are a great source cornmeal, oats, um, anything like rye breads or really enriched uh, grains and cereals. So you can actually look on the carton and see how much iron is in there. Um, also, any like dark green vegetables are going to be a great idea. Dandelion greens are becoming more popular, collard greens, kale, and even tofu. So we also have foods like quinoa are a pretty good source. Pumpkin seeds are an excellent source of iron um, and of course some legumes as well. So lentils, dried beans, uh, and we can even find it in just beans in general, some tomato products and other fruits as well, like strawberries, figs, prunes, and dried foods like raisins, apricots, and peaches. So of course you can try to check the um, ingredient labels or the nutrition facts to see how much iron are in different things. But um, those are the foods that I would recommend and um, try to get those in in your little ones or your diet. Now, I do want to talk a little bit about how to increase the iron absorption. So like I said, iron absorbs at different rates depending on the source that it's coming from. But there are some things that can actually help us 
make sure that the iron we're eating is actually going to good use. So the biggest thing here is to pair your iron food with a vitamin C food. Vitamin C has been shown to increase the absorption rate So it's better absorbed by your body when eaten in conjunction with vitamin C. Now, I always get this question, well, does it have to be at the exact same moment, the same meal, the same day, the same week? The recommendation here would be the same meal. So anytime that you're putting, you know, intentional iron on your plate or your little ones, try to pair it something that's high in vitamin C, which is typically like citrus fruits or peppers. I always think is such a good one. This is why I love fajitas because I do a little bit of meat, a little bit of peppers, and we are good to go. Um, also tomatoes is uh, tomatoes are very high in vitamin so trying to pair those together. If you're not already following me on Instagram, you can check me out over there, Nutrition for Littles. I have a post either coming soon or maybe I've already posted it um, all about different pairs that we can put together at the same meal to help increase the iron that we're able to absorb. All right, and here's a little kicker for you is that unfortunately there is some research to show foods that contain calcium, aka milk or dairy products, sometimes will inhibit the absorption of iron. Now, it has to be a pretty big load of calcium for it to really affect how much iron is absorbed, but this is really important to kind of think through maybe the timing of different meals when you offer milk versus water with a meal. Um, So just something to keep in mind that it can actually affect how much iron your little one is getting. And if you're looking for some unique ways to help you boost your iron or iron in your little one's diet, one of my favorite ways is to incorporate cooking on cast iron more often. Um, This can actually increase the amount of iron that you get. Now, there's a whole bunch of different factors on that, but it really can't hurt. So there's that. There's also a product on the market called the Lucky Iron Fish, I think is what it's called, um, that has some pretty good research behind it to add some iron to your food. It's literally just like a little metal fish that you stick into something like soup or whatever you're cooking really, and it helps increase the iron amount. Now, that's all that I have to say about iron and increasing your iron. If you are a Table Talk member inside the program, you'll find actually a recipe for a high iron smoothie. So I would recommend checking that out um, that I have there for you because it's a really great option um, for a mid-morning snack or a way to boost your iron. The really good news and or I guess bad news, depending on where you're at on the spectrum, is that it can take a long time for iron stores to deplete and build back up. So this takes time. This takes consistency. Don't expect to have to hit your iron goals every single day. Or if you have a day that you have too much iron, don't worry about it so much. It's really this big picture nutrition that I talk about all the time. And a reminder here, if you are concerned at all about your picky eater or your little one not getting enough iron and you're worried they're deficient, get them tested. It's a really easy test. Talk to your pediatrician about testing them for their iron. Um, And if they're deficient, then it's a really easy fix, whether that's through food or supplementation. So I'd highly recommend having that conversation with your doctor before you start just automatically supplementing. We really want to make sure that we are restricting supplementation for when it's needed, not just in like these, well, it can't hurt kind of idea because it actually can hurt. So iron, um, Toxicity is one of the most dangerous things for kids. So it's certainly, in my opinion, if we don't have to have iron supplements in our home, I wouldn't even have them in the home because they are quite dangerous if kids um, overdose on iron. So in that respect, I would talk with your pediatrician first before even bringing them into your home. 
Okay. And on that note, that is all I have for you today. I hope this episode was helpful for you and that you got something out of it. If so, please share it. Let other people know about it uh, so that they can all get the same information that you have, which is completely free to you. So That being said, I also wanted to remind you, if you haven't heard already, I am actually teaching a free class on September 7th at 7 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Central, all about the top five sneaky and untalked about reasons for picky eating and what to do about them. I'm super excited to share this information with you. So you can sign up and register at the link below. Um, There are limited seats. I'm not quite sure if it's going to fill up yet or not. So if you're thinking you'd like to attend live or even watch the replay, I would register now and I'll be giving away a nice little bonus to those who come live. So I hope to see you there. I'm really excited about it. And uh, other than that, I will catch you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas. Thank you.